very gently, I invite you to come out of this meditation. If you had closed your eyes, you may like to open them and to perhaps stretch a little and move a little. Even if you're driving, just, you know, lift your shoulders. What you've just experienced is a gospel contemplation, a way of praying by entering imaginatively into a story with Jesus, as if you had really been there. We're going to move now to listen to a piece of music, another piece of music that for me really kind of picks up the the Lenten feel. It's um, Pia Yezu by Andrew Lloyd. So you're back with me, Francis Correa, here on the Jesuit, Jesuit Institute Hour at Radio Veritas. I want to just stay for a moment or two with what we were talking about in terms of um, the the gospel contemplation I did a little bit earlier with you and the sense that Lent is this time for deepening friendship with God, for deepening relationship with God. It's a time when what we are wanting to do is really to to be entering into the scriptures, entering into the um, the way of thinking and praying. Uh, we couldn't get through to... Uh, sister uh, to Anne Baker, but we have got instead lined up for us Father Rampe Chlopo, who we're going to be talking to um, almost immediately. So we're going to have a brief ad break, sorry, while we get through to him, and then we will be, we will be through to him now. So we have Father Rampe Chlopo on the line with us now, and we're going to be talking with Father Rampe from Cape Town. Um, and we're actually going to touch in. I thought it was quite appropriate for Len to just touch into some of the darker things in the world. We're going to be touching in on the December um, intention, prayer intention from Pope Francis, which was about child soldiers. So good morning, Father Rampe, and welcome to Radio Veritas. Good morning, Francis, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you very much. Thank you. So... One of Pope Francis's prayer intentions, and I mean, he's really putting them out there so that we can ponder them throughout the year, was this this intention around child soldiers. And perhaps if you could just give us a sense of why is the Pope concerned about the reality that there are child soldiers in the world first? Just give us a, a kind of broad sense of what could be going on here that could be of concern to the Pope and to us as Christians. I think the... Pope's concern is, uh, well, I mean, one can look at it uh, in many ways. There's the question of uh, the dignity of the child being violated, okay. um, which is part of the human dignity. Mm-hmm. And so he's encouraging us to respect uh, ch- children's rights right. and to allow them to grow up as children. And also the question of uh, many wars that are fought by children for adults um, I think it's also um, something which which denies them their childhood. Mm. So, and 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 of course the the concept of war. I mean, it's it's not acceptable to have wars and battles going on. But then, if it starts involving children and denying them their childhood, and it it becomes a moral issue as well, which violates their rights as well. So, I think there's a concern there for children in general and. To allow us to, to allow children to grow up and as, as normal human beings, okay. and not as war machines. 
So let's just, can we unpack some of those? Because I think they're, 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 you're right, there's kind of there's the meta issue of, of, of the church's concern about war in general, but then there are specific issues that pertain directly to child soldiers. So, so do you want to just open up for us a little bit? You talked there about violating the dignity of the child that's, that's in a way um, different to the generic dignity of all human beings. The children have special needs um, that adults don't really have. That, that seems to be the implication. Can you just tease that out for us a little bit? Yeah. Um, the, 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 the challenge that we face here is that we, we, you have uh, um, these wars going on, and then adults, they drag children into these wars to fight, to fight the, these wars for them. And, and in most cases, you find that at the heart of these, you know, what's going on and, 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 and the problem of child soldiers is the whole idea, the notion of greed. Mm-hmm. Because you look at, uh, I mean, I don't know if you did, uh, a, a few years ago, I think almost 10 years or if not 10 years ago, there was a film that came out, uh, Blood Diamond, yes. which depicted the situation of child soldiers. I think it was in Liberia, somewhere in West Africa. And it was all about adults using children for their own greed, trying to get diamonds and uh, you know and when you look at the way those children were, were were turned into war machines heartless people they are trained to kill and mercilessly so you realize that uh i mean that's not how a child should behave that's not how a child should be and they cannot play like normal children you know you would expect a child to grow to experience love at home love in the family, love in the community. Those children, they had none of that. Mm. And uh, that's what normally happens. There was a situation as well in Uganda of, of the Lord's Resistance Army. And, and Joseph Kony and, 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 and his, his, his guys conscripting children and killing in the name of the Lord. They, I mean, when the Lord's Resistance Army start, started, he was, he, uh, Joseph Kony went on saying, He's trying to topple the Museveni government, government in Uganda so that uh, Uganda can, uh, can adhere strictly to the Ten Commandments. But he was using children to mm. kill. And we had a situation as well in South Sudan where children were taken out of school to go and fight uh, when, when Sudan was just one, was still one country to fight in the SPLA, the Sudanese People's Liberation Army, uh, against the al-Bashir government. So children were denied their childhood, they were denied schooling, and they were turned into these hating beings which had no feelings at all, had no mercy at all. And when they grow up into becoming adults, then society, the whole of society suffers because you are are having these uh, human beings who are heartless, if I may put it that way. So, and you can realize that it is the childhood that was messed up. And uh, they have turned into animals, basically. If I may use that word. That they've, they've really been denied their humanity, denied the, the capacity to learn to grow to love and to, to be a, a, a rational, loving human. Yeah, all that, all that goes out of the window as soon as they are conscripted into, into these forces. So, so some of what I was, um, when I was reading about child soldiers, and, yeah. And sorry, just another thing, another experience 
another experience, personal experience that I had, I mean, that I saw uh, personally uh, when I was uh, placed by Jesuit Refugee Service in South Sudan. Mm-hmm. I, I was uh, working in, in these projects and we were working with the community there. There were many child, uh, child soldiers there. And, you know, there was this young boy, he must have been 12 or 13, I think, at that time. And he came to me. He had an AK-47 with him and a 9mm club. And, you know, he said to me, Sir, do you have a rifle? And showed me his AK-47. And I said, no, I don't have it. And then he said to me, you have a pistol? Showed me his 9mm. And I said, no, I don't have that. And he said, have you used them before? And I said, no, I haven't. And he was shocked. And he said, what kind of a man are you? So for him, a man is supposed to have had a gun, a a rifle and a gun, at least a 9mm, and maybe have killed one or two people. Then you are a man. So, And this was somebody who was 18, 12, 13 years old. So that child grows with that mentality. But for you to be a man, you have to have killed, you have to have inflicted pain on, on somebody else. Mm. And so, and that's how they are trained to be as, as child soldiers. Oh, Rampe, I mean, as you speak about that, it just sends chills up and down my shoulders because it's actually just such a terrifying understanding of, of what a man is, understanding of what childhood is. I mean, I just, I wonder how you felt in that encounter. Uh, needless to say, I was also shocked and horrified to, 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 to I mean, I, I've, I've lived through violence in my growing up in Soweto and all, but I'd never imagined uh, such a thing. Uh, you know, violence is bad enough, but when you get to that level of child soldiers, you realize that really this is a serious violation of human rights, and I think it's a crime against humanity, mm. you know. It's really a crime against humanity because if you take a child and you make him to be that kind of a being, then, yeah, it is a crime against humanity. And and I'm glad now, you know, at the moment, I think since December, we've had the, the Hague a case, one case of a former um, LRA uh, commander who, who himself was a child soldier and he was sent to be this monster. And now he is at the Hague. And I think it's important then that the international community does something about this uh, uh, problem of child soldiers. Because many, many communities uh, and, and nations have been have been uh, messed up and, and destroyed by child soldiers. And it's not the fault of their own. You know, I mean, if a child, a child is taken as conscripted, and they are brainwashed, and they believe what they are told. Sometimes they are forced to believe that, for example, in the case of the Lord's Resistance Army in Uganda, they would conscript them and force them to kill, sometimes to kill their friends who may be perceived to be disobedient to the orders they get from their uh, their commanders, who are adults. So that's not a normal human being that you will have in the end as you describe that it's 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 what you're really hearing is a complete distortion of what it is to be human um, totally 
a distortion of 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 how we are meant to be as human beings, a distortion of how we are meant to live, just a serious, serious distortion of of who we are. Um, I mean, I, I remember when I was reading something about child soldiers as well, they talked about how often in in when they are, because they don't volunteer, as you said, they are conscripted, they're stolen from their families, from their communities, and then often they, they are fed drugs also to... Um, to to dehumanize them, pray for something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's true, and and I think the, the whole question of conscription is, you know, I said I was I was placed in the JR, in JRS project in, in in South Sudan. We we ran about uh, twelve or so schools in, in in the area, and you know, it was not it was not uh, it was a normal thing to find some of these uh, coming to schools and taking some of the young boys from the classrooms uh, to, to go and train them to send them to the front line. And some of them they would sarcastically say to our teachers, oh, thank you, teacher, for preparing soldiers that can read and write. We're talking about a 10-year-old here, a 12-year-old, you know. Um, so that's really frightening stuff. And in that context, Rampe, was there a sense in which the teachers felt powerless to stop them? I don't think so. In that context, was it sounds as though the teachers felt powerless to stop them, that there was no way of stopping that conscription from happening. No, they, they, they couldn't, because, uh, you know, we were having this project, and, and these uh, uh, soldiers, they, 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 ran, they ran the town. So we were living there at their mercy. Right. So we did whatever they wanted us to do, because uh, if, if if you refuse, and then you end up in trouble. You you could be dead, you know. So you just have to uh, oblige and and then give them the children that they they wanted to take. And you know, uh, uh, so so far we've been talking about boys. There's another. That's one aspect that I wanted to talk about. There's also the question of girls as well. Mm-hmm. And this was happening a lot with the Lord's Lord Resistance Army, where they would take girls, not not only to train them to be soldiers, but also to be sex slaves. Wow. So, some some of these children who were conscripted, they would be assigned to a particular soldier or, or one of their leaders to be a sex slave. Mm-hmm. So, they are there for the sole purpose of... of their sexual pleasure. Um, that was one other horrifying thing that uh, I learned during my my my, my time there. You know, seeing all these things. And it's yeah, it was really tough. It sounds absolutely harrowing, Rampe. For, for I mean, harrowing to listen to, and obviously harrowing to live through, and more harrowing for the children who, on whom this is inflicted. Yeah, and 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 you can imagine it's 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 painful for the parents uh, to see their children going out to do what, knowing that your child will be going out to be to kill people. Mm. And when they come back, when they come back, either maybe if if they let's say one of them gets shot in the front line and they survive and they can't be used anymore in the front line, so they come back to the village, they come back to the family. Mm-hmm. He's a man. He's still a child, but he is a man at the same time. The parents are scared of him. They don't know what to do. So it messes up the, the, the family as well. So 
even if the parents wanted to groom the child and, and form the child and help them to, to grow, uh, they can't because now he is this monster which they cannot control in the family. Mm. And he does what he wants. He's got a gun, he's got everything, and they are scared of him. Mm. So, so the family can, cannot, cannot do anything. So the sense in which this, this, it's like a, a multiple social problem that these, these children come back, they're traumatized, they're, um, I don't know what the term would be, but they, they have become very, very violent, it sounds like. And, and the yeah. families cannot contain them. They cannot be children anymore because in a way they've done such adult things. Yes. And, and yeah. that provides a new problem in the community. How does the community continue to live with them? And I can, I can just feel like as a mother what it must be like. On the one hand, it must feel like you've lost your child because this child is no longer a child. And in its place you have the child that is your child whom you love but is also someone you're now afraid of. It must be Indeed. absolutely traumatic for the families. Yeah, and, and, and now you, you end up with a community which is not a normal community. And, and remember, we're talking about uh, areas where you don't even have uh, uh, resources like social workers to counsel, to give them counseling and all that. So it, it becomes a violent community. It becomes a dysfunctional community. And, uh, and, and when they, the other thing is when they come back from, from the front lines and after being engaged in, in these wars, they, they, they are rarely interested in going back to school. Oh, yes, that so, makes sense. Because they are now men, you see. They are now men. They don't see themselves as children who should go back to class and, and, and study or whatever. Very few of them uh, do that. But uh, most of them, they, they really don't, don't want to go back and, 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 and be children again. They are men. And that's what they have been told during their training or their brainwashing that you are a man. Mm. So yeah, that's that's a, it's a, a huge social problem that uh, this this this, this uh, problem of child soldiers brings as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, so I think that the pope the pope was was really uh, uh, for me it was one of those social ills that have not been highlighted enough. Mm-hmm. We know we know about them, we hear about them, but the effects of it. Really, they have not been uh, uh, made known enough for people to really stand up and 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 and, and lobby governments and uh, make sure that uh, we, we 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 deal with this problem. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, I think the the rights of a child being violated like that and 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 denying them their childhood, it's it's sad. Oh. It's sad and it's immoral. Yes, yes. I, I hear the, the lack of morality in it. It's and mm. wow. It's very powerful talking to you, Rampe. I, I I think also your own experience of having been in South Sudan that, that that it's not just you talking about Catholic social teaching here, but just listening to your experience of living in those communities and of meeting like the child soldier who challenged you about not having a gun. That's so, it really brings it home that this is a real crisis in our time, a crisis of our time. It is, it is. Uh, and, 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 you know, 
what for me, I mean, having had not used a gun, it was a shock for that for that child as well, eh? for, oh. for him to hear. I mean, it, it was bad enough for me not to have a gun. And when I told him that I've never used a gun in my life, I was, it was like telling him something which it was inconceivable for him. It was totally inconceivable and shocking. Oh. You know? Yeah. That you that you really broke with the paradigm in which he's been brought up. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it was really tough. And and you know that that was like almost uh, probably seventeen years ago. But you know I still remember. I can still see that vividly. It, it, it was probably traumatic for me as well. You know to, to hear what he was saying and and the experience of that community in general and, and the Tamil child oh. soldiers in that area, um, it, it was horrifying. Ah, oh, I hear that as you speak. I just, I hear the pain that you, that you carry from that experience. And yet I kind yeah. of, I had this kind of sense of, you know, that, 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 um, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the yeah. opposite, that you must have challenged his worldview hugely because there you are, you know, a man who is willing, because I'm sure not many men would be willing to say to a child soldier, I've never touched a, a gun, but that just to say to you, I was also struck by that, that you were willing to, as a priest, to stand in front of him and say, I have not done this. And I am, st- and, and, and the reality that he could see that you are still a man, you know, that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that opposite yeah. worldview just colliding with his own. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now, you see, I think the problem there, Francis, was that, I mean, is that uh, you, you, uh, it's like a drop in the ocean, as it were. You know, for him, in his world, where he lives, the world that he knows, a man is supposed to be carrying a gun. So, for him, I was probably just a unique case, a rare case, and uh, which uh, it's not normal. Yeah. But he was told and he was trained. That this is how it is. So, wow. Yeah. So this sounds to me just like 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 a real call from the Pope for all of us to really hold in our hearts that we should be praying around this particular issue. And perhaps this Lent, we can, we can hold that in our heart. And, and thank you, Rampe, for, for really bringing this to life for us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Francis, and uh, keep up the good work. Many okay. thanks. We will see really. you again soon. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye. So that was Father Rampechlopo, and that was just a very, very powerful experience he was sharing of, of being in South Sudan and his experience of uh, encountering child soldiers and encountering people in that space. And I just, I just, it touched my heart, and I invite it to touch your hearts too as we join with the Holy Father in praying for these children and for their families, it sounds. And so we come to the end of today, and I wish you well as we begin our Lenten journey. And may the grace of Christ be with you, and may the Spirit touch you in the days and the weeks to come. Amen.